Welcome to Faith Baptist Church, Great Village, where we believe in the truth of the gospel, building of community, and engaging in the mission of Christ. We hope you enjoy this week's message as our pastors share from God's Word. Morning, church family. Merry Christmas. Kate says Merry almost Christmas, everyone. Kate, I think it's, it's safe to say we can say Christmas now, right? Merry Christmas. It's the Christmas season, right? Amen? Uh, Linda Morash, good morning. It's a snowy one. Yes, it is. Um, they said the main roads were good, but I don't live on a main road. I don't know who lives on a main road, you know? I pulled out. It was not great. Uh, Agnes Crosby, good morning, church family. Missing you this morning. And then she has uh, some emojis here. Can you see those? She has the heart emoji, the Christmas tree emoji, the prayer hands emoji, and then the star emoji. You see that? Merry Christmas, everyone. Cool. Um, Brian Bird is not here. I'm guessing he's snow plowing. Yeah, he's snow plowing. Of course he is. This is for you, Brian Bird. You need to watch later on. Uh, Brian mentioned to me a few weeks ago, where are all the props? Where's the illustrations? That's my favorite part. You, you've got that TV now, and now you don't bring out any props, just the TV. So Brian, this is for you, and you're not even here. So Merry Christmas, Brian. Actually, Brian, this isn't really for you. This is for my wife. Do you think she'll like it? Yeah. I don't... You can't read anything on there? Yeah, no. I don't want her to know what it is. Uh, this is from Amazon. How many people shop online these days? I'm one of those slow adopters. Um, I just started online shopping last Christmas out of necessity. Anybody in that boat? Like, you wouldn't have done it before, but now it's like the only option. So, yeah. It's super convenient, isn't it? Buying from Amazon? Like, like dangerously easy. Like, you don't even have to leave the couch easy. Like, wow, I just spent $350 without even standing up easy. Dangerous. Um, men, and maybe some of the women in the room, you have five days. Do you realize that? Five days. And that's being generous, because today's Sunday, Friday's Christmas Eve. You got like four days so uh, let's get on it, because <laughs> it's coming really quick, and it catches a lot of people by surprise. I have some family members who go out Christmas Eve. Not kidding, Christmas Eve. They go out to do their Christmas shopping. That just stresses me out to the core. I don't know why anyone would ever want to do that. Uh, Steve, I think you mentioned you like to go out Christmas Eve, not to do all your shopping, but just the hustle and bustle, the Christmas season, being out with people. That's not for me. I'd much prefer to be at home. Or with you, church family, at 6 p.m. this Friday. Make sure you pre-register. We'll see you there. Um, on Amazon, when you go to get something, to purchase something online on your computer, on your mobile device, uh, first of all, you can, you can pick what you want. And there, there are so many things to choose from. Basically, think about whatever you can think about, and Amazon likely sells it. And they likely sell it at a reasonable price. It's definitely not, definitely not local, but I mean, you've only got five days, so convenience is key right now. Uh, and then they package it up and they send it out in these convenient little packages, super nice. Uh, and then secondly, they ship it. And they give you this little tracking number, 
right? And you can put your tracking number in on the website and it tells you whether the parcel has left the warehouse, whether it's being shipped. Uh, and then it tells you when it's going to arrive. And then the day it's supposed to arrive, they send you a little notification saying it's in transit, right? And that means you better be home at a good time so the porch pirates don't steal it from your front door. Has that happened to anybody? You, you can watch that stuff online, eh? People coming and uh, they have the security video of them reaching down, grabbing it. And, and then some YouTube people have like pulled pranks and set up like little uh, explosive glitter bombs or like... You know, they shoot out confetti or whatever in an effort to try and embarrass these people and stop them. I don't know. It's, it's worth a watch sometime. Uh, but they let you know it's in transit. And then hopefully it gets delivered. You'll find it on your front doorstep, hopefully before Christmas. If you have Amazon Prime, you can get it in a few days' time. So guys, there's still hope. Before Christmas Eve comes, uh, you can get your wife something nice without even having to leave the couch. That's true love right there, right? Um, today we're completing our series called Redemption Story, and the Apostle Paul uses three words in particular to describe this whole idea of redemption. The first one is this, Lutron. And I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but something like Lutron, Lutros, Lutrosis. And uh, here's what this word means. It means to be released by payment, released on receipt released on ransom, liberated. And then if you put the Greek prefix apo in front of it, it means apolytrosis, which is redemption, to be repurchased. If you go back to Amazon and buy something all over again, you must really like that thing, right? If you're going to buy it twice, you're going to recommend somebody else gets it after you get it. Uh, there's an emphasis in this apotronon, apolytrosis. Uh, there's an emphasis on the distance, the safety margin, the separation that results between the rescued person and then what previously enslaved them. Separation. They've, they've left the spot where they were stuck and now they have a new status, a new position, a new freedom, purchased to a new status. And then there's this word, exagorazo. Now the agora in the center of that Greek word was the ancient marketplace. And when we read through the Bible, there's constantly reference to the marketplace. It was where you went to buy, where you went to dicker, where you went to have conversations, where, where all of the social nature of the community was at the marketplace. You go to the marketplace for judgment. You go to the marketplace to have your case heard at, at the gate of the city, this marketplace, the Agora, the ancient marketplace, kind of like how Amazon is called Amazon Marketplace. You can go in there and you can find everything you want. Now that, that Greek prefix ex means out of, taken out of the marketplace. Ex agorazo. Um, it means to acquire by purchasing and it stresses this transfer. That it's, it's no longer at the marketplace. The ownership transfers from the seller to the buyer. It's yours. It's, it's the handoff. Now you have it in your possession. You've completed the transaction and now it's coming your way. You're taking it home from the marketplace. Um, Peripoeo. I really don't know how to say this word, but it's something like that. You can look it up later in your Greek lexicons that you all have at home on your shelf. You can flip open um, to peripoeo. It means to preserve, 
to get possession of. Uh, it says this, to preserve alive. I like that. You just, you just kind of hope the package is going to arrive safely at your door alive, intact, not dented, not damaged on delivery and shipment. Parapoemi, it means properly to fully acquire, to make it really yours, to completely take it out from and make it all around comprehensively your own possession. And then the definition adds this, with deep personal interest, caring. So does this illustration make sense? Are you, are you tracking this parcel with me? Was that bad? Was that a bad joke? I didn't get much response on that. Are you tracking with me? So Lutron, God has chosen you. God has purchased you with the blood of his son. And you're packaged. You're sealed. You're wrapped. And then Exegorazo, you're in transit. You've been shipped. You've been picked up from the marketplace and ex, exit, you've, you've been taken out of the marketplace. You're in transit. Just like in this life, we're in transit, right? This is not our final home. We are on our way to our final destination. And then parapoeo, with deep personal interest, you are now God's possession. You are forever his. Does that make sense? Now, I want to I dig into each of these individually here. Picked, purchased, and packaged. Let's get some scriptures. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 6. Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for who? For all. I love that. Don't you? John 3, 16. For God so loved the whole world that he gave his only son. Jesus Christ willingly gave himself for all. And then it gets a little more personal. Titus chapter 2 and verse 14. Jesus, who gave himself for us, to redeem us. That's the term lutron, to purchase us, to buy us out. You realize Jesus gave himself as the purchase price for you and for me. You know, you look through Amazon. When I look through Amazon, I don't want to say that I'm cheap. I'm, I'm frugal. I'm a good steward. There's, there's the Christian understanding of that term. I look for a deal. I look for free shipping. I look for, you know, good delivery. I compare prices. But at the end of the day, I want a good deal. You know how much worth you are to God? And if you don't hear any more in this, if I've got you stressed out that you only have a few days to get ready for Christmas and your wife's going to be after you because you didn't think of what you're going to get her, I want you to hear this. Your heavenly father, he loves you. He loves you so much that he wasn't looking for a deal. He wasn't looking for free shipping. He wasn't looking for an, an expedited parcel or some extra things thrown in on top of the purchase. He was willing to pay full price. And it was a steep, steep price. The price was the blood of his son. And he didn't look for a promo code. He didn't try and find a gift card somewhere that he could throw in to make it a little bit cheaper. Jesus willingly gave himself to pay the price for you. 
so that you could be released to the one who, who purchased you for his own possession, his own treasured possession. God loves you. Just like that father waiting on the doorstep, getting ready to run out the driveway to welcome the prodigal son home. He's willing to, willing to pay any price. Kill the fatted calf, get the ring, get the robe. Pick, purchase, packaged. Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred, transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. This whole idea of, of transferring ownership from the seller, the purchase price paid, to the new owner. And try and wrap your head around this. God is all three persons. In a spiritual justification sense, God sets the price. Because he is just. The wages of sin is death. God set that price. So he, in effect, if the seller means the one who set the value on the object and is collecting the price, he is the seller. The purchase price is the blood of Jesus Christ. Without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. God is the purchase price. And then the new owner is God himself. God set the price. God paid the price. And now we are forever his. He's delivered from us the domain of darkness, transferred us to the kingdom of life. You've been purchased. God's desire is to complete that transaction, to transfer you from where you were in the world, in the marketplace, just a number, just an item on a shelf in literally warehouses around the world full of numbers on shelves. God picked you. And God purchased you with the blood of his son. God extended that invitation to the whole world. My wife's cousin, Derek, he works in an Amazon warehouse in the States. And he is in a section in the warehouse, not sure what it looks like, but he's got his table, he's got some items here. And a robot storage unit comes to his section. And he scans the barcode on the appropriate item, and then he sets it onto this uh, automated moving storage unit. And I don't know if it measures the weight or if it scans it, but it will not move it if it has the incorrect parcels on it. So he sets the boxes on, it lets them know that he's correct, and then it moves on to the next station. Just wild. Kind of like uh, Santa's workshop type stuff, right? You're not just a, a number on a shelf. You're not just a box in 8 billion boxes. You have worth and value because you're created by creator God. And he loved you enough to pay full price for you, to call you out. Picked, purchased, packaged. Romans chapter 3 and verse 24. The redemption that is in Christ Jesus. I want you to see this. In Christ Jesus. I'd encourage you to go back and read through these references. I'm listing too many to go through each of them. 1 Corinthians 1, chapter, 
chapter 1, verse 30. You are in Christ Jesus. You know when you select an item on Amazon and then it goes into your cart, right? Isn't that just a funny little play on words? Into your cart, like you're at the grocery store and you're throwing items into your shopping cart. I don't know if I'm going to keep it or not. I'm just going to see when we get to the end. Uh, I, I know some people who, when they're, when they're on Amazon, when they're shopping online, they'll just throw things into their cart, whether they're going to buy them or not, just to like have a repertoire of things in there. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else use that strategy? God isn't just being willy-nilly in who he selects and who gets thrown into the cart. He's given the invitation out to everyone that whosoever by faith should believe can now be in Christ, not in some virtual cart, in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7, in him we have redemption. It's not in your worth, it's not in your value, it's not in your accolades, it's in Jesus Christ. Redemption is through him. The payment was the shed blood that poured from him. Now you're invited in through him. You can be in by faith in him. And then I love this picture. I wish we could dig into this one. The, the whole idea of adoption. Romans chapter 8 and verse 23. Not only the creation, but we ourselves who have, who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons. The redemption of our bodies. You know what the hardest part about shopping on Amazon is the wait time for the delivery, right? You keep checking your email. Is it going to be in soon? Is it going to be in? It's the 23rd. Tomorrow's Christmas Eve. Is it going to come in? That waiting period, that inward groan, when it's in transition, when it's in transit, when it's being shipped and you don't know where your parcel is, you just have this tracking number that you can go back and reference where it's at in the process in transit. We groan, we, we wait inwardly. We groan inwardly as we wait patiently the adoption as sons. God isn't just purchasing you as an item so that somehow it, it makes his existence better. That doesn't work theologically. God is not just purchasing you as an item for his possession. He's, he's adopting you as a child, as a chosen daughter as a chosen son with incredible worth and value to your heavenly father. God is choosing to adopt you as a child of his, to become part of the family of God. You're more than an item. You're more than a number, more than a product. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 13 to 14. In him, in Christ, you also... When you heard the word of truth, get this sequence of events. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him. You heard the gospel, the message of Jesus, and you chose by faith to believe in him. You responded to the message, responded to the gospel. You were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. After you respond in faith, the first gift that you get given is the seal of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within you. God's presence literally with you. And you're sealed. I love that picture. It's like 
in the ancient days when the king wanted to send a letter and he would pour the hot wax on the envelope or whatever they would use, they'd fold up the letter and then he would stamp his signet ring into it. You're sealed. You're not to be opened until you're received by the king. You're sealed. Verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. I love the idea of a guarantee, don't you? 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not satisfied with your purchase, well, then we'll do this and that and the other thing. Well, the Holy Spirit is your guarantee until the day of redemption, until we acquire possession of it. I love that picture. You're sealed by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is your guarantee that while we're headed through this life to our final destination until someday we get to fully experience what it's like to be in God's presence in heaven, the old things have passed away, tears are wiped away, the Holy Spirit is your guarantee of that. The Holy Spirit seals you until that day, just like whatever tape they use at Amazon, they wrap up these packages, they seal them, they put that stamp on. It is, it is hopefully going to make it to the place that it's designated for. Now, this one showed up at our neighbor's doorstep for some reason, and they read the name, and they were kind enough to message us on Facebook and carry it over. So thank you for that. But the Holy Spirit is your seal. He's your guarantee until we acquire possession, the day of redemption. I love that idea. The uh, New Living Translation puts this verse this way. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. If we have God's presence within us, if the Holy Spirit has sealed us, if our fate and our final destination is secured in Christ through the sealing of the Holy Spirit, then shouldn't we act like it? Shouldn't, shouldn't it be clearly marked on the package of our lives where our final destination is, where we're headed? It should be clear when you look in your life. If God has picked you purchased you, packaged you, it should show. It should show in your life. And then let's talk about the uh, shipping and in transit portion of this. So we talked about Lutron. Let's go to Exegorazo when, when God calls us out of the marketplace. 1 Corinthians 6.20, you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. That's what we were just talking about. If God has purchased you, then, then shouldn't we act like it? If, if my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, then shouldn't I act like it? That's, that's what it says later on here. Uh, 1 Corinthians 7, 23. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. Don't go back there. Galatians 3, 13. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Don't go back there. You know, you know what the worst thing is? When, when you get a little note that uh, they couldn't figure out your address or somehow the shipping didn't work, so they had to return to sender. That's frustrating. Have you ever had a package fail to deliver? It's not fun. Um, this is a really basic understanding of all this, but I hope we're catching it. If God purchased you, you're in 
transit. You're on your way home. This is just the delivery truck. It's not meant to be comfortable. It's not meant to be spacious. It's not meant to be climate conditioned. You're just in transit. We're, we're just in the delivery truck on our way to our final destination, to our home that's stamped on us, that we're, we're sealed to that destination. And sometimes those boxes get bumped around, sometimes they fall, sometimes they get dented. But the delivery truck isn't the place for us. The final destination is the place for us. So we're not to get comfortable in the delivery truck. We're not to say, you know what, this, this isn't great. I want to go back. I want to go back to the marketplace. I want to go back to the agora, the, the things of the world, the place where uh, society gathers, where all the excitement and the action is. I'm just going to go back there. This whole on my way to God thing, I, I'm just going to go back to the marketplace. You know what? Um, I felt more secured when I was trapped, when I was enslaved, when I was sitting on the shelf in the warehouse um, that felt safe, that felt comforting, that's what I know. So I'm going to go back to being a bondservant of men. Or you know what, the, the warehouse just seems so much more organized, that whole uh, law, those, those practices, all of those policies, I just want to go back to that because as long as, as long as I can just maintain those rules, those are comforting to me. I feel like I'm earning my way, I'm just going to go back to that. But if we've been bought with a price, if we've been picked and purchased, packaged, and now we're in transit to our final destination, God already owns us. We are already God's possession. And the fact that the Holy Spirit is stamped on us, we are sealed, he's our guarantee, means that we are God's possession. The devil cannot possess you. You can't take that title deed of ownership and give it back to somebody else. God already owns you because he bought you with the blood of his son. You are God's treasured possession while you're in transit, while you're being delivered, while you're coming to your final destination. As we journey through this life as pilgrims, as aliens whose home is not of this world, we have a heavenly citizenship. We need to know that we are God's treasured possession and we cannot give and allow ourselves to be possessed by someone or something else, because we are God's possession. He sealed us. We are on our way to him. He owns us. And then finally, the delivery. And man, you hope the delivery goes well, don't you? Acts 20 and verse 28. This is Paul writing to the Ephesian elders, the church in Ephesus. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock, in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained. That's that Greek word. Uh, what was it here? It was parapoeo, his treasured possession, which he obtained with his own blood. That's the purchase price, Acts 20 and verse 28. Now, you might not be a leader in a church, caring over a church, but these are instructions for the church leaders to be careful, pay careful attention, care for the church because God cares for his treasured possession. God cares for the church. We need to be careful in caring for the church. 
because it is God's treasured possession. I don't know if, if um, you've seen any videos, uh, funny videos of delivery guys delivering their packages and they just kind of open the door of the truck and they throw it at the door. You know what I'm talking about? Or, or it's like raining or snowing and it just ends up soaked in the snowbank. Um, we've got some people in shipping, receiving, handling in our church family here and I'm sure they do a great job. Uh, for five summers, I was in shipping and receiving and I operated a forklift and a box truck. I did uh, deliveries into Halifax. I also came out here to Millen's to pick up strawberries, which was a lot of fun. The truck always smelled really good. Um, but I was picking up this cart of ceramic pottery from the loading dock uh, at the plant store that I worked at. And I remember putting the forks in under this big cart. I don't know if it was like three shelves, four shelves. It's just covered in ceramic pottery and then wrapped in plastic, really fragile. So I'm going in nice and easy with the forks underneath. It's like four feet up on the loading dock. And I'm coming in and I must have hit a rock or something. And it tipped and it, it just jostled that cart enough that every single pot fell and shattered into smithereens. Just all these tiny, tiny little pieces across the loading dock. Hundreds of dollars of product. And uh, thank goodness my boss was understanding and he said, you know what, no worries, those things happen. Uh, it is what it is. But man, you just get a sick feeling in your stomach. Um, we changed up the flooring in our kitchen and we ordered a box of vinyl click tile, which is a really cool product, really slick. And when it came in, it looked like they had dropped the box on two corners of the box, two sides. I guess a box has eight corners, doesn't it? But it hit two sides. So every tile, there were two corners broken. So you try and install it, and it's like, I don't know if this product is good or not, but it doesn't speak well of the product. All the corners are broken off. So you return it back because it got damaged in delivery. God says, Paul says, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, pay careful attention to care for the church because this is God's possession obtained with his own blood. You are God's treasured possession. Not to be beaten up, not to be broken, not to be damaged, not to be hammered down under the weight of the law, not to be crushed by all the the things of this world. Because the Holy Spirit that he's put within you is greater than he who is in the world. You are God's treasured and valued possession. And in the last days, as we read in the book of Revelation and in the, in the New Testament, we are going to be the spotless bride presented to the bridegroom. And he is going to cleanse our sins white as snow, our garments white as snow. And we're going to be presented clean, delivered as a perfect bride for her bridegroom. So shall we ever be with the Lord, forever his, his treasured possession. And I just want you to know today that, that you are God's treasured possession. That he, he paid full price for you. And he sealed you. And he gave you a guarantee and he put your final destination stamped on that package so that as, as we're in transit, as we're going through this life, and someday we're going to even more fully experience what the presence of God is like 
in a literal place called heaven. God did all that for you, not because he had to. He chose to. He loves you. And I just want to close with that thought. Uh, If you would join me in prayer. God, I know in this Christmas season that many turn their sights back towards you. It's hard to get around all those Christmas songs that play on the radio and in the grocery stores talking about your son who came into the world, the baby in the manger, the wise men who came, the shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night, the angels who announced the arrival, the Virgin Mary. God, thank you so much for the birth of your son. God, I pray as, as hearts are somewhat more open in this season and as minds turn to reflect on Christmas's past and, and hopefully the, the real meaning of Christmas is in there. God, I pray that if there are any here today under the sound of my voice online or in person or tuning in later on in the week, maybe they've heard for the first time today and it's really sunk in that, that you love them, that you died for them that you purchased them, that you chose them. God, I pray that if that truth is resonating in their hearts today and the Holy Spirit is is convicting them of of the way they've been living their life and their hopelessness and, and pushing them towards this truth that you love them and you sent your son to die for them, then God, I pray that they would understand that by faith they can simply turn to you, that those who call on the name of the Lord would be saved. That if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That if we believe on the name of Jesus Christ, we will be saved. God, thank you that through Christ we can experience all the riches of heaven, all the benefits of adoption as sons and heirs to an incredible inheritance, that we can be freed from slavery, that the truth of the gospel would set us free. God, I pray that if there are any today who would just say, God, I know that I'm a sinner. God, I pray that you would forgive me for my sin, all my wrong, the ways I've turned my back on you, on your word, on your will for my life. And that they would believe that that Jesus died for my sins. And if they're listening today and that they would confess that Jesus is Lord, and that they would call out on the name of the Lord to be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. And God, I thank you that if simply by faith they receive your gift, that they too can be sons and daughters of the Most High God. And that Christmas can truly mean Emmanuel, God, with them as you place your Holy Spirit within them. there are any today that that would pray that prayer from your heart to God's heart then God I thank you for those names now written in the Lamb's book of life God I thank you for the salvation that you bring God I praise you for who you are today and I pray that in in the coming days even in this moment they they would write out and reach out and, and we could connect and offer support and help and resources and 
to aid them on their newfound journey with you through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your gospel message today, Father. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for the hope that we can have because we're your treasured possession. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.